Catch you on the rebound. We have Molly Rue Mayfield in the building. We're going to make some noise for her. <laughs> Got to bring you in, right? Small town girl, Greenville, Texas. Yes. Now you out here in the Big D. Yes. Making moves. Sports marketing. Um, potentially you could be an agent. Yes. Some type of management oh, um, yes. role in your life. Um, where did that Where did that come from? What made you want to get into this industry? Um. So thank you for having me. Okay. Um. So I think I was kind of like forced into it. So I was a photo editor for the um, SMU newspaper. And okay. so I got to cover athletes like you mm-hmm. and the football team. And so it just like kind of fell into my lap. And then after I graduated, um, I was actually looking up hashtags on Instagram, like some of the local sports teams. And I mm. came across um, this company that immediately hired me around college and I was doing sports reporting at too. first. And okay. so again, covering SMU football and basketball. Got it. And I don't know, I just like didn't like being stuck up in the press box because I was just so used to be on the sidelines taking photos and stuff. Okay. But I got to see... Um, like the PR people and communication people um, doing their work. And so that like sparked my interest to go and get my master's in sports management. And it was one of my mom's friends says like, hey, like my son's playing, gonna play college baseball. Like he's gonna need an agent one day. So that like really sparked my interest to do more management and agent stuff. Yeah, And I I mean, I believe like this day and age, it's like, it's the decade of like, female empowerment Mm -hmm. you know like you see female coaches you just see females getting positions that they couldn't have got like 10 years ago yes um who are like some of the like female pioneers that you kind of like watch um so definitely nicole lynn same with the sports agent side um so last year she made history of being the first african-american woman to draft a nfl player and the first i think he went number three Mm. And so, yes. And so I was like, do what? That's lottery. Yes. Oh, yes. And so, like I was telling you earlier, I was in New York a few weeks ago taking my NBA agent test. Okay. And she was there, and I was like, fangirling hardcore. Like, I, like, she was standing in front of me in line, and like, oh, she was right there. She was right there there in front of me. And like, I think I was just so nervous about the test (laughs) that, like, I just, couldn't talk to her. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Nah, the three foot rule, man. If she's three foot close to you, you gotta talk to her. I know. It's anything, just small talk, bullshit, icebreaker. You I already know. knew who she was. I know. Yeah. But, you'll, but you'll get other opportunities like that. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. One day somebody might be fangirling about you. So oh gosh. Just think about it, you know? <laughs> like you would wanna talk to them because you've been in their footsteps. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about um, just the current state of like, the sports in the Metroplex. Who, who are you betting on? Uh, Mavericks, Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys are done. Uh, you like the Mavericks right now? Um, yeah, they're they're pretty hot with um, KP and Luca. Okay. And um, but this past year, I've been doing more Stars games. So even tonight, I have a Stars game. They're like really picking it up. All so right. yeah, they went really far in the playoffs last season. So maybe. Maybe further this season. So, I don't know. My bet's kind of on the stars this year. To win it? Ooh. To just go further. Yeah, go furthest. further. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. I've been to a stars game, and it was I was I was impressed. Yes. I don't really know what to expect from hockey, but it's oh, cool. It's competitive. Yeah. It's like, it's physical. So, it gives you everything that, Yes. Like, there for the fights. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you're there? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. So, I, so, obviously, like, you like to move around rather than being, like, 
what you said in the press box and so you like to be yes. on the field like in the action yes so what was it like pam oliver a couple names do you like have you met any of those people like the women who um so actually so whenever i was like starting off doing like photos and stuff while at smu i didn't know the big names and so no and okay. so, so you're probably walking past them and just not knowing well, so i actually went to connecticut for the smu basketball championship or the okay. ac basketball the tournament yeah. yeah and so i was on the phone with my mom and um is it Donna Burke? Okay. She like walked past me. She's like, I love your jacket. I was like, thanks. And like, no idea who she was. <laughs> oh! And then yeah. like later on, like before the tip off, I like yeah. apparently walked behind her while she was doing like a live interview or a recap or something. Okay. And like my mom called me. She's like, oh my gosh, you're behind Donna. I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. dang. <laughs> nah, that's not bad. It's not bad. If you yeah. if you can get that close to him, like you'll probably be able to get that close to him again. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. For sure. Um, okay. Just tell us a little bit about Greenville and like your upbringing and like what brought you to SMU? Because there's plenty of schools in Texas. Yeah, um, I went to Texas Tech before going to SMU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what made you want to like come to Dallas? Um, so it's actually um, the reason why I went to SMU actually ties into mental health. That we're talking about okay. early, or later on. So I don't know if we want to talk about bring it, it up. Yeah. So the main reason. Um, so SMU is like 30 minutes from my house, and okay. people are like. Like you said, there's so many schools I could have gone to. Like, I was yeah. supposed to actually go to A&M Corpus Christi, which is eight hours away. And so, but the reason I went to SMU and I'm, like, still at home today is because my grandma, who I call my G. Um, Got a G. She, yes. And so, um, she had liver and pancreatic cancer. Okay. And we were like this. Like, I have her handwriting tattooed on my wrist. Like, that's how close uh, we were. And so... Um, and so I just wanted to um, stay close to home. Like, even when I was leaving for move-in day for SMU, like, she cried her eyes out. She's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, being 30 minutes away from you. I'm like, it's a drive. 30 minutes? <laughs> I know, like, it's a drive. Yeah. And so um, that was one of the reasons. And then, like I said, I want to get in broadcast journalism. And SMU, I had, like, the full studio and everything like yeah, that. So, that was so nice. I was like, oh, I need to do this. Okay. And so that was one of the main reasons that I went to SMU. And so then the reason I decided to stay around is because, of course, like, it's a huge sports town and all that stuff. And I just wanted to, like, be closer with my G. And so so the August after I graduated, um, I was just having, like – I don't know. I knew something wasn't right with my body. And so I went to my doctor and I was diagnosed with a hormone disease called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so they put me, and so one of the side effects is that is depression and anxiety and stuff. So they put me on medication to like help with that, but it was like making it so much worse. So like for entire year, I was like, I don't know. I just felt so alone and down about myself. And so then fast forward March, 2018, um, my I was covering the uh, March Madness here in Dallas, and so okay. I come home, and like my mom's sitting on the couch, and I can tell she's been crying. I was like, "Gosh, what's wrong?" And so um, my G went to the doctor that day, and she was given six months to live. And so like, oh my gosh, like the, for the past four months after that, like I didn't sleep. I was like crying all the time, yeah. and so with. The cancer she had, it like messed a lot with the digestive system. And okay. so she couldn't eat a lot. So it was like literally 
watching one of your loved ones like kind of starve to death and just like riddle away. Okay. And so she ended up uh, passing away July. And so and then a few weeks after that, I had another doctor appointment just to just a yearly thing. And she's like, so how are you feeling? And I just sat there and just cried. I was mm-hmm. like, I feel so alone. Um, and just like having like chemical like depression and then like situational depression, um, okay. it like really messes with your mental health. And so I was telling her, I was like, I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares, reliving, um, watching my G like go through this or passing away. And so, so after that, she put me on Zoloft, which Mm -hmm. is a depression anxiety medication because she's like, I don't want to put you on, um, what is it? Is there a different type of, um, Xanax. She's like, I don't want to put you on Xanax just because it's so addictive and all this stuff. So with this, you take it every day and it helps balance things out. But like, on the days that like I just want to cry or like be happy, I yeah. couldn't just because like I felt so numb okay. with this medication, and like I've lost a lot of friendships because they're yeah. like you weren't there for me, you weren't happy for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And so for two years I dealt with that, and so this past October I was like I'm done. So I took myself off of all of my medication, like got help, talked to people, and so now nice. I'm like at a better place. I like started a new church and okay. stuff like what church? Um, Shoreline city. Oh, I've been to Shoreline. It's Pastor yeah. Earl. Still there? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, when I was Earl. Yeah. Yes. And so I just like really just like planted myself in that church and like okay. grow myself and my faith stronger in the community. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the one things I was like missing out is like community. Cause I'm always like working, going to games and stuff. And yeah. so, so this past, so the past like two years was definitely a struggle, but I think this past year was like like my triumph year to like yeah. get over the hump of mental health and figure out how to help myself. So like being here, like obviously you said like now you're over it. Do you like appreciate the moment that you went through the struggle? Like what, like what did it really like teach you? Oh yeah, definitely. Cause um, cause I got to learn personally of how I need to get help, and okay. so. And so I have a lot of friends that came out from SMU um, that they were struggling a lot with mental health. Like yeah. a lot of them were like dropping out. And so, and I was just thinking about it today that because you see like with SMU athletics, they get a lot of speakers coming in and talking about mental health and yeah. how you talk about issues. But like for sorority and fraternities, we always get like. Are you in a sorority? I was in a Which sorority. Yes. I was in Gamma Phi Beta. I don't know that sign. <laughs> tell me. We are uh, like this. Yeah. Okay. And so um, I just think about that today because, like, athletics, they get, like, a lot of speakers talking about mental health. But, like, yeah. for sorority fraternities, we get, like, oh, if you go to a party, don't take drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, you're always thinking about, um, like, that or, like. Like, social problems, not yes. so much, like, personal, like, inter. Like, yeah. So I've had, I like, a lot of friends in my sorority that would, like, drop out of SMU because they've dealt with a lot of mental health and they just didn't know how to deal with it. And it. so yeah. I'm kind of, like, thankful that I went through that so I can, like, talk to them, like, be there for them. And then actually I had one friendship back in October. I just had to tell her, be like, hey, like, like we both recognize she had some issues and yeah. I'm like, I've done all that I can help with you. So like you need to grow and learn from yourself and like, okay. like I just can't surround myself by okay. this anymore. That's good. And I and like, as I get older, I realize that like, it's not so much of like who, like 
who else do you need in your life? It's like, who do you not need in your life? Yes. That's going to take you to that next level. Yes. It's not like more. It's actually like less. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, So your grandma passed. Um, Tell me a little bit about y'all's relationship. If you don't mind. If you can. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, like, she will tell you, like, she's like, I saw you be born, you looked right at me, like, she would tell you all those stories, and, and so, actually, before I was born, my parents split up, and okay. so I've, uh, my mom has been single mom literally my entire life, wow. and so, I'm like, she had some struggles, like, mm-hmm. financially, like, raising two kids by herself, and so she's, like, the power mom, and so, yeah. um, yeah. so over the summer, um, Instead of like going to daycare, me and my brother would just like hang out with my grandparents. They had a house up in Oregon. Okay. And so every summer we would like take a different route getting up there just to like explore the country. And Are so you, did you drive? Yes, we had an R V. Wow. And so it was like three days of driving. Wow. And so I'm like extremely close to my grandparents, especially my G. Um so I don't know, we just had that really special bond and so I love road trips. Yes. Yeah. And so whenever they decide to move back down to Texas, they okay. moved two houses down from me. Uh, and so like every day. After, <laughs> and so, yeah, we were very yeah, close. Okay. So like every day after school, I would go down there and like do my homework with her and talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so whenever the four months that she was passing away, it was very hard just because uh, at some points like she couldn't talk. Really? Like she, all she would say is like nod her head, and like okay, and so, and on my birthday, July third, she actually okay. slipped into a coma. On and your birthday. Yes, and uh, so after fact, my mom, grandpa, they're like, you know, imagine like what we were like, like we were preparing ourselves for her to pass away on your birthday. They were. Yeah. Did they tell you. And so, well, after she passed, they told me that they were like prepared to do it because my other grandma, my mom's or not, my dad's mom, passed away the day before my twentieth uh, birthday, and so I'm like, this cannot happen. Mm. And so I remember on yeah. my birthday, I was just in bed with her, holding her hand, like bawling. I was like, all I wanted for my birthday was my G to say happy birthday, mm. and so by like. The grace of God, the next day she like came out of a coma. She did? Yes. Okay. And so, and at this point she like couldn't really talk much, but she yeah. like whispered like happy birthday. And I'm like, oh ah. my gosh. And so. Wow. And so, yeah, that was, that was mm. definitely hard. Cause, um, once they got like hospice in there, help her with every day, um, whenever she was sleeping, the doctors would tell us, they're like, we know you want to like hold her hand and stuff, but it's probably like painful to her. Just because, hold her hand. yeah, just because like at this point it's literally skin and bone. Like I mm. could actually see her bone. Okay. And so they're like, first it's like painful to her probably. And her mind is like still connected with the earth and with family and stuff. So it's going to be hard for her to like slip away and pass away. And so it's definitely hard there at the end of like not getting to hold her hand and stuff like that. And so, uh, so yeah. Do you feel like you knew what her last wishes were? Um, for me, <clears throat> um, probably definitely like seeing me on TV okay. just cause that's always was my dream to really? be a news reporter and all that stuff. And okay. so for her birthday before I graduated, my yeah. Paul took her to, um, 
SMU when we were doing our SMU TV thing. So she got to see me on TV uh, there. And so good. I think that was the thing after she passed, my mom told me, she's like, I'm just glad she got to see you once on TV and like actually cool. live your dream. And so, cool. so yeah, I think that was her dream for me, even though that's not my dream yeah. for me now. No. And so, but she got to see me on TV. The dream always grows though. Yes, it, it always does. Grows. Yes. You just have to like see another level of it. Mm-hmm. So it, like you continue doing what you're doing, you're like, You'll see things, and things will start to make sense more, and you'll get there. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yes. So I guess, like, just to, like, piggyback off of that, like, in those type of moments when you kind of, you have to, like you said, you have to prepare for someone to not be with you anymore, mm-hmm. it really, like, makes you focus on, like, time. Yes. And until you're in one of those moments, you just don't really realize, like, how important your time is. Yes. Until, like, okay, I don't really have this much more time with this person, like, mm-hmm. what can I get out of those moments? Yes. Um, my So in my situation, um, my dad raised us. Like, I had both my parents, um, and I had a brother and sister. But, like, we just, we just didn't really have the best relationship, like, before he passed. And he called me the day before he passed. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was, like, just, I don't know, I guess I was, like, really into myself. I was in college, and I thought I was something and I told him I would call him back, and then I didn't oh, call him back, yeah. and then I got the phone call. So it was, like, really bad, really traumatic. Like, um, I was like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why yeah. can't you just, like, talk to your dad and just, like, let him know? Like, because he, he just wanted to know, like, what was going on in my life? You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. so much, like, basketball or anything to do with that, just, like, me personally. Yes. And, and the fact that, like... I felt like to a certain extent I did get to have that relationship, but like not in the way that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Because like I've done a lot of things that I didn't really expect to do, and I wish that he could see it now. Mm-hmm. So the way that like I'm able to like keep like contact with him, and it may sound weird, it's just like through other people. Yeah. So like now I go and I like I talk to his dad and I talk to like people that knew him, and they tell me like all these stories about him that like I don't even know. So I get to like relive, you know, some some moments like yeah. through other people with him. Um, but just all of that happening, like I didn't really like understand what mental health was, and like in the African American community, it's not really publicized or like mm. people are. I don't know. It's like a shame. Like people are ashamed to say that like they have like issues or stuff like that to actually like talk about it. But like I just almost like want to like just dedicate my life to it in some. Some way, shape, or form. Because it, like, it really, like, it changed me. And it was, like, really hard. And I didn't really know what I would do. Um, But when I, like, got into a community, like, obviously, I started going to church. I'm in, like, a lot of, like, small groups. Mm -hmm. Small, just, like, whether it's, like, a prayer group or I'm just in a bunch of little small groups where I can constantly, like, shape myself in, like, around other people. And, like, hear their stories and, like, share my stories. And that's kind of, like, what keeps me going, like, at this point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. After my G passed away, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like something inside of me was like just shut down. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be so outgoing, like talk to every single person. Yeah. And so the year after she passed, like I just wanted to like just stay in bed and do okay. nothing. So I like kind of shut myself down. Yeah. But it was also the same year I started going shoreline. Okay. And so, um, and so it's so weird because like I went to the same church my entire life. Like my uncle was my pastor. In and Greenville. Yes. Okay. And so just like losing my G, I was like, like, I just wanted to like disconnect from family, like all together. It was so weird. So I started going to Shoreline and 
the day that visit where didn't worship and the song they played was miracles and that's a song i listened to every single day okay. during the time where my g had four or six months to live mm. so at that moment i never felt god and like my g like yeah. in one like it was just so spiritual <laughs> like i started yeah. bawling i was I like this mean. is my home and so like like you did i joined a connect group just like to make a smaller community like talk to them yeah. and at first i was just like so like closed like i just didn't want to talk about myself and then once they were talking about their issues one girl she's like yeah i was living with my alcoholic boyfriend Mm. and like i didn't want to do anything with my parents i was like wow like these people who i thought were perfect like (laughs) struggled also and so that like really helped open me up and talk about issues that i had also that's cool what is um what is one thing you've always wanted to do that you haven't done Oh gosh! I didn't like be on TV as um, a broadcaster. Man, well, I've done a lot of things. Okay. Um, what do you want to do in twenty twenty that you have never done? Twenty twenty, um, probably like something like the bar set really low is probably like cover a Cowboys game. Okay, because that's the one team in Dallas I've not covered yet. Okay. So if any cowboy guys are listening and want to give me press pass, please do that. <laughs> do they have to give you a press pass? Um, well, the company I was working for, yeah. um, since we were an independent company, we only got two. Okay. So one for the reporter, one for the camera person. And okay. so it's like cowboys are like really hard to get press passes really? for. Okay. So, or at least I think it is. Okay. And so right. probably that yeah. and, oh, I don't know. Like there's just so much I have done. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what I want to do now. Okay. All right. I'll let you, I'll let you think on that. Yeah, I'll think bit. on that. Yeah. So, uh, like, like I said earlier, like, at the same time, like, I've been asking you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, you have the open floor to ask me questions as well. So, I'm not just, like, rambling on. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? Um, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it just depends on my mood. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, just, it just depends on my mood. Um, yeah. I don't think I have a favorite color. Okay, okay. Blue or red? That's super patriotic of me. But like, (laughs) it's blue or red. It's like, it's like blue is like calm, peaceful joy, and then red is just like, all right, like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, it's like fire. Yeah. Yes. So like blue or red. Okay. Okay. Um, let me see. So what inspired you? Because like, um. I don't know, because, like, to me and, like, people that I interview, they're like, oh, blogging and, like, podcasts are so saturated. Like, everyone's doing yeah. it. So in this time, like, mm-hmm. the saturation yeah. of podcasting, yeah. especially about mental health, so what, like, inspired you to do it and, like, keep on going um, after it? Obviously, like, uh, Eric Thomas, the E.T. hip-hop preacher. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? I think so, Yeah. That's the guy that's like always like yelling in his videos and always getting you like super hype. Like I mm-hmm. just I listened to like every single one of his podcast albums on like Apple Music while I was in France. Um, but really, just I guess as an athlete, like I, I can say like I never knew who I was outside of basketball. Yeah. And like when I found like when I established a relationship with God, like it started to like show me like who I was like like when you go in the way that you want to go mm-hmm. like just if you go in the way of like what you want to do like you'll like God will reveal yourself to you so mm-hmm. 
just trying to like uh, find and establish like my identity outside of sports. That's kind of like what made me do it. And just like seeing other inter- entertainers, um, other athletes who stopped playing early because they didn't have a choice mm-hmm. and like seeing what they did and they were able to still become successful and still turn their lives around and do something just as impactful as athletics, but like in other uh, forms of entertainment, like just seeing that stuff, like the rock, um, Jamie yeah. Foxx is yeah. from Texas. Like not a lot of people know that. Um, Terrell right down the road yeah. from me. Is that yeah. close to you? Yeah. It's like maybe 20 minutes. From really? Me. Yeah. Yeah. So like Jamie is like, Jamie, I'll probably put Jamie in, like, just my top five greatest people Ooh. ever. Because he, like, he's just multi-talented. So that's kind of, like, how I think of myself. Um, and, like, I don't really necessarily, like, worry about, like, numbers right now. Because, like, mm-hmm. all of this is just, I look at it like it's going to be in my catalog. So, like, yes. yeah. So maybe I have, like, a opportunity to, like, get a job or something like that. And I can say, oh, yeah, like, you could just go back and, like, look at this and see that I'm, like, I'm already used to being on camera. So, mm-hmm. um, and then at the same time, just anything that I'm like afraid of doing, like I know I want to do it, but I'm kind of afraid of doing it. Like, yeah. I would normally procrastinate about it, <laughs> but like now I just, I just go do it. Like I just do whatever it is. Like the more afraid of it I am, like the more I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like pass yes. or fail. So yeah, I think that. yesterday, so for some reason I've been jamming out to Post Malone lately. Okay. And there's a song, I forget what it's called, but it's like, I'm going to do me whatever I want to do. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I would just listen to that. I was like, this is my like inspiration right now. Like, do whatever you want. Who yeah. cares what people think? And yeah. just go for it. Because I Okay, so I, I went through this phase of like, okay, I'm going to go get the best advice from whoever. Like, mm-hmm. But you just can't. Like, you can't always like seek other people's advice. Like, sometimes you just got to just do it on your own. And like yes. bump your head, you got to fall sometimes. But I mean, most people, if they can't do it and they're afraid of doing something that you want to do, like they'll like try to talk you out of it. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times like you have to just go into things on your own. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. fully understand. Yeah, that. You know what Definitely. I mean? Yeah. So like all that stemmed from like me not knowing how to swim my whole life. What? And then, yeah. Like, not in, <laughs> um, do you know the SMU swim coach, Eddie Sutton? Uh, Eddie Sanat, I think they just changed him, but he was there for like 10 or 20 years, maybe even more than that. So I knew his wife, uh, her name is Sue, and I told her I didn't know how to swim, and she connected me with him, and he taught me how to swim in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, at 26. Wow. Yeah, so I I always had a big fear of like water, like that I would drown to death. Oh, my gosh. So like learning how to swim, like, like removed that like fear away from me so you know yeah it's it's often like little things like this like small things that like we don't really think much about mm-hmm. but like we know we're like afraid of it or like we just we shy away from it because like all right, I don't think I would do well at that you know yes but if you don't try then you won't know yes you know yes mm-hmm. um okay so just tell me from just seeing SMU from, you've been there since what, 2014? Uh, 15. 2015 to where it is now. Like obviously, like, the football program turned it around. Yes. Right? Um, where do you see it going? Like, okay, when I was young, like, I always wanted to go to Texas. Like, that was just, that was just my dream Ew, school. Oh, UT? Oh, no. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Did Texas. I mention I just graduated from the greatest 
uh, Texas State or not? Well, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I just graduated <laughs> from A and M, so of course I'm against UT. Oh, uh, so you're an Aggie? Yes, yeah. yes. Giggle. <laughs> oh man, coming here with all that. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so yeah, basically, like we already kind of like dove into mental health. Uh, other than that, like I kind of just, I really want to talk about like what you want to do, like moving forward, because like sometimes you have to like speak things into existence. Yes, and like manifest it. Yeah. So, and like that, and that, and like, I'm telling you, like, it's weird. Like, if you really believe it in your mind, like, it can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, a lot of stuff like that has happened. Like, um, like, who is it? Jonathan Grace. You know him from, so he played at Texas. He played in Alito. He's like the second all time leading um, rusher in uh, Texas high school football. If I saw his face, yeah. like I'm horrible at names. Okay. But yeah, if I saw his face, I probably recognize. So we grew up together, played football together, long story short. We hadn't seen each other for like four or five years, okay? And we train at the same facility, Athletic Performance Ranch in Fort Worth. So I'm sitting at home. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like I was tired, you know, and like I didn't have a trainer to go to the gym with me. So I probably, I didn't really want to go, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, all right. A lot of times yeah. when I'm like, I'm hesitant or procrastinating about something, I'm like, okay, it's something there for me, mm -hmm. right? So I get there, and like immediately when I walk in, like Jonathan Gray is there. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. But like I just go over there and I shake his hand because I've been wanting to have him on my podcast. Mm -hmm. So we talk, and he was like, uh, I was just thinking to myself, like, Damn, like, what is JT doing? Like, I, he, I was just thinking that. And wow. you see how you see how those things happen? That's and then, crazy. like, he ended up coming on the show, like, the next day. And, like, that, like, small things like that happens, like, all the time. Wow. You know, so, like, yeah. in the beginning, like, you kind of, like, look around and it's, like, it's weird and you, like, question it. But, like, once mm -hmm. you, like, kind of get into, like, a flow of it, you just, like, you don't question it at all. When, when things happen that are just out of the ordinary, like, you're just used to it. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, this was supposed to happen. Because, yes. like, I'm going in the direction of, like, what I want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, we've been going about 30 minutes. And I know you, like, <laughs> you like to do sports broadcasting, too. And, like, I, do, I did this with, like, a few of my other guests. It's, like, where I give you the floor, like, as if it was your show. Yes. To interview me. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what we're going to do now. Okay. So, so now this is, like... Molly Rules World. Oh, I don't know gosh. what you would call your show, but uh Well I've been thinking about have you been doing thinking a of podcast. Names? Really? Oh no, I already have a name. What's the name? Mimosas with Molly Rue. Mimosas with Molly Rue. Yeah. Are those just like lemonade mimosas, pineapple juice mimosas, uh, orange juice mimosas? I'm an orange juice kind of okay. girl. Okay. But like we're promoting a, having a good time. All right. And so Okay. Usually I whenever like I think of mimosas, I think like girl talk. Mm -hmm. Just like Guys like mimosas too though. Okay. Do you like mimosas? Enough of them? Uh, yeah, they put me on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um. Okay. So where's the best mimosa oh. you can get in Dallas? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot. Yes. The best I'm mimosa. I'm a foodie. Are you? Yes. Are you familiar with uh, Harwood, the Harwood District? Harwood District. Maybe. You're a foodie. <laughs> I'll just put you on the spot. Okay. Oh, gosh. So Harwood <laughs> is like, it's one street and they own 19 blocks. It's like a development company. So they have Dang. eight restaurants. You, okay, you probably heard of uh, Tay DeSeo, Happiest Hour. Yes. Okay. Okay. Like that whole street is all though. hardwood. That okay. whole area is hardwood. So okay. Just definitely like some 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 restaurant at hardwood. Okay. I don't know specifically, but yeah, like one of those places. 
Yes. Special happiest awesome. hour. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. You like happiest hour? Well, that's kind of where like I met a guy I was dating for a while. Okay. There. And yeah. so it brings up good memories, but also yeah. like, oh. Oh, trust me. Trust me. Too. Uh, me too. Me too as well. Trust me. Trust me. Yes. Spent a lot of time there. Okay, so somewhere in Hartwood, get mm-hmm. mimosa. Okay, I'll look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. So if you weren't doing podcasting, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Would you do more like um, basketball stuff? Nah, I want to do like entertainment. Okay. I want, so I want to, uh, I just, w- just w- want to be able to like tell a lot of different people's story. Mm-hmm. So ideally, like I want like a show. Or okay. I, like, I want to like act, but not specifically just about sports, right? Okay. Because like all people have problems and all people are in different industries. Mm-hmm. And, like most people think that like an athlete can't relate and like, I can't relate to them because like I'm an athlete. Yeah. But in actuality, like you can. Like most of our struggles are like the same. We just do different stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I said, like I love Jamie Foxx. Like I believe that like in this like generation, like, to teach people or to get through to people, like, you have to, like, entertain them. Yeah. You can't just, like, talk. Like, they have to, like, be triggered in, like, some way, shape, or form. So, mm. something with entertainment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a few connections, TV shows. Maybe okay. help you out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I, and I've been, like, so they were shooting a movie, like, randomly. Like I say, like, go in your, go in your way. So, yeah. I was going to SMU, and I forgot who I was talking to, like, Nancy or something. I probably butchered her name, but I, I was at the uh, the digital marketing uh, department at SMU, and I was telling mm-hmm. them about my podcast and seeing if they could help. And they end up not being able to help, but I got to talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I like I was just still walking around campus, like seeing who could I talk to. And they were shooting a movie on campus that same day, what? and I stumbled. I literally like I just I would always go to the library because there's a podcast studio in the library. Is there really? Yeah. <laughs> and, oh and I shot I, I did one day. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, like at Fondren? At yeah. No, it's at um Or the Meadows. Meadows. What? Meadows. I went to Meadows. Yeah, so there's one in the basement. There's a basement. There's a yeah. basement. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I like I like to wander. Oh my gosh. So I did like, not know that. Yeah, and you can use it. Yeah, you can what? go down there. Yeah. Like I, I used it. Like I shot like I did like twenty like episodes by myself just like bullshitting around. Oh until my I gosh. got the confidence to actually do this. Yes. So I'm stumbling, just walking around, go down to the basement, and I see like all of these lights. I see all of these people's like a production going on. And like I'm me, like I'm just quick witted and I know like okay, these things don't happen. Like these things happen yeah. for a reason. So I just like go and I just stand by the set. And I know I'm tall. So I know somebody's gonna talk yeah. to me. Right? Uh-huh. And I just like I just talk my way onto the set. Oh wow. Basically. And I wasn't actually in the movie, I was like an extra. But uh, I was just able to, like, see how it works, like, meet people. I met someone there that got me a gig for another movie. And, oh, like, wow. now I just I keep in contact with them. And, like, mm-hmm. in the summertime, that's when I, like, pursue everything that's, like, not basketball. That I want to yeah. do outside of basketball. Okay. Do you remember what movie it was? It's from? called Caged Birds. Caged yeah. So have you ever heard of Bentley Green? No. All right. I'm going like, <laughs> to give you a little background on Bentley Green. So... You know who Tupac is, right? Yeah, okay, of so course. Tupac had this song, Dear Dear Mama. So Bentley, like, remixed that song when he was, like, five years old. Okay. It's like So there's this, like, wow. five-year-old kid <laughs> in his mom's living room, like, rapping this Tupac mm-hmm. song. So, like, he was viral. Like, and, like, he'll tell you he was viral before Soldier Boy. 
And if you oh, look gosh. it up, like if you look it up, he actually was. It was like 2011, like 2012. Dang. Um, and he did this other like Michael Jackson like sing off versus this other guy, and it got him like 76 million views. Wow! So he was the star of that movie. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I was like the old guy on set because Bentley is like 19 to 20 oh, something like gosh. that. So everybody was like clean cut, shaving, and like here I am with like all of this. Okay. So I couldn't actually get in the film because I wasn't going to shave my facial hair. I just oh, wasn't going to do it. Like yeah. I, I would do it now because I understand it, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to do it. And I met Shauna. Shauna Toft was a, another woman who was in the movie, and I connected with her, and she got me the gig for like another movie. Ooh, nice. So it's just, I mean, it's just like, it's just like sports and athletics, you know, you just meet people. Yes. It's kind of. Yes. Networking is a huge thing now. Yeah. Like, especially my industry of like working with like small business owners or like influencers and stuff. It's like a majority of my business come from networking or like word of mouth. And so. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) yes, I've been an extra twice. Um. Yeah, that's so cool. It's fun. Yeah, cool. so I'm just like I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, so we know you like to eat on the Harwood area. <laughs> you want to do more entertainment stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. So, what about like your personal life? Like, do you um, see yourself like settling down? Are you dating mm, anyone? Do you want to have family? I was, I was in a relationship for f- four years. Um, but I'm not anymore. So I don't know. This 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 period in my life is just me as a man. I just need mm-hmm. like six months to just focus on myself. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just, like, focus on just establishing <laughs> myself and like doing what I want to do for myself. But like before that, like I was in a like pretty public relationship. I think mm-hmm. most people in Dallas know. Um, yeah. So okay. That's how I know all about Harwood. Cause my the girl I was dating at the time works for Harwood. Okay. We would go to all of the, yeah. the Harwood restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you gotta take that time. Gotta, sometimes you have to be selfish and think yeah. about yourself first. Yeah. And so, so I've been in. Yeah. My sister was my sister always telling me like stuff that I don't want to hear, but like I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in a relationship like all throughout my college career and like since I've been pro like that whole time. Like I've never just been. Alone. Yeah. So, like, I just need to take my time. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. You got your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now. Okay. And, like, uh, I just don't, I just can't picture me settling down in one place either mm, at the moment. Yeah. Just being able to travel and, like, having traveled, mm-hmm. like, I love it. Yeah. Know? And I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I want to be in Texas. Oh, where do you possibly want to be? I don't know. I haven't been there yet. Oh, that's the thing. So that's the thing. Like, so okay. that's how I live. That's how I live. So it's like people ask me, like, well, like, what's the best this or like, what's the worst that? Like, I don't know because I haven't experienced it yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. And then like once I experience that, like that is gone, and then there'll be something else. Yes, so yes. That's just kind of how I live. okay. I'm like an even keel. Yeah. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, Let's yeah. see. Oh, I'm like trying to pick your <laughs> Put brain you on the spot. now. Are you? Yes. Okay. I'm an open book. Um. Oh, let me see. So, what do you think about the guys that used to play basketball with now, or like up in the NBA or doing their own stuff? What do you think about? Let's see. Let's see. Sh- Shake is getting busy. In yes. Philly. 
Yeah. Yes. Shake is definitely getting busy, and I think his role will like increase, and I think he'll do more with Philly. Sterling out SD. there with, with, yes. with, the, with the Greek freak. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah. Sterling, Sterling's probably one of my favorite uh, teammates. Yes, he's one um, of my favorites too. <laughs> I mean, it's like every everybody everybody definitely left an impact on me. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. while we was there, SB was always like competitive, like hard mm-hmm. every day, every day in practice. Because um, he like, I don't know, he just got that Chicago. You know what I mean? Like yes. that Chicago demeanor. Him and Ben, um, <laughs> and like Ben Moore, like Ben Moore is killing he's, it. He's oh, doing yeah. his thing right I've now been following too. along with him. Yeah. yeah. So Ben Moore, Ben Moore doing his thing. Sure, the Pacers need to just go on and like sign that dude and yes. stop playing with him. Yes, and I mean like Shimmy is in Boston. Yeah, I was saying we got to bring <laughs> like, what up more could you ask at some for? point. Yeah, like what more could you ask for? Like being in Boston, just being able to play in that environment. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, I absolutely love watching him at SMU. Shimmy. Yes. Yeah. Because like you see him on the basketball court being like a beast and everything but then once you see his story of like volunteering and all this stuff and like the experience i've had with him is he like a quiet person or yeah well like yeah so like obviously no like he's he's religious yeah like that so he was just one of like the most like focused people that i've ever known like i don't i don't think i i went out with him once like while we were at smu you know he was just he's real focused you know like on the court and off the court um yeah, he's just a great guy to be around. Yes, yeah, because yeah. I remember after they won the championship in 2017, um, I was hanging around with, like, Vel, Ray. Yeah. Um, I think Shake was probably there, and they, like, had hats on. I was like, oh, can I get one of those hats? And Shimmy's walking by, and Vel's like, well, just ask Shimmy, like, Coach will do anything for him. And Jimmy's yeah. like, uh, 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 like, so <laughs> quiet. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. And even Cortland, too. Like, Cortland was on the team for a while. Yes. Man. I didn't like, know about that. Yeah. Until, like, a few years ago. Now, we were down to, like, seven guys yeah. at one point. <laughs> it was, oh, it was crazy. So, <laughs> Cortland was on the team. And just, like, seeing him, like, go to the Pro Bowl is, uh, yeah. it's unbelievable, that man. That was like, crazy. Just seeing from, like. Just being there before kind of everything just took off and, like, thinking to, like, where it is now. Like, it's, mm. it's crazy to see. Yes. That's, a, that's a definitely, like, a story to be told. I feel like they could have, like, another, like, 30 for 30 on SMU. Oh, my gosh. During the Brown but, era. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the hey, good and the bad. Maybe you need to pitch that idea yeah. to ESPN. Yeah. And so, I mean, LB would have to be in compliance with it as well. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, well, but. I do know the guy. I think he either directed or produced the Pony Express. Did he? Yes. Okay. So maybe we have connections. Okay. I'd be down. But you yes. know, like, like, all of the players have to be with down with it. LB has to be down. It's really, I, I mean, if LB says yes, then I'm pretty Ooh. sure everybody will say yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? So. He's probably bored as fuck right now. He would definitely, <laughs> definitely do that stuff, man. Yes. Hey, yeah. send him a link to this podcast and be okay. like, hey. Yeah. Like, you have to come on my podcast now and talk yeah. about this. And is he in Dallas? Um, I hit him think up. So. I hit him up. He still, s- still responds. Yeah, I still see him at Starbucks sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Wow. Never talked to him. No. Just because I fame girl over him. <laughs> do You should, though. I saw Mark Cuban at, um, what is that burger? Twisted Root? Mm, yes. I, I, he was sitting by himself. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's what? Mark Cuban. And I went over there and talked to him. 
But I was like, I was shy as hell too. It, I was at SMU at this like what was it like the first year I got to SMU and like Mark Cuban is just sitting like by himself eating by himself and like my uncle wow. made me go talk to him just to like get over like the fear. Oh my of it. gosh, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Even though like I see him like all the time. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like you just I don't know. Like I just don't have that fear of like talking to people. I guess because I'm like tall. Yeah, I just you always stand out like, more. <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like I can just, I don't know. Anybody can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yep. Cool, cool. So, yeah, um, we got a few more minutes. So, um, me, like, like I said, like, uh, having, like, the small community groups and, like, going to church and just being able to, like, share my message is one thing that I, I enjoy, and it's, like, routine for me. But also, like, reading and, like, uh digesting like different information like i like to read books like audible like <laughs> joe rogan podcast like all different types of things like what are you into um, in your spare time yeah right now um like whenever i was in school like mm-hmm. i like couldn't read just because like i just had so much stress and anxiety like getting okay. school done and work done so now oh, yeah. i'm like all the free time to read. And so I really like reading um, like nonfiction books of just hearing other people's stories and struggles and stuff. Um, So right now I just finished, um, I think it's called Own Your Everyday by Jordan Lee Dooley. She's like a Christian blogger, writer. And so that was like really inspirational of, um, she was talking about how her boyfriend or her yeah, boyfriend at the time, how he was going through an NFL draft and like he got cut from the roster and she was just saying like, um, like that was just not our time and stuff like that. And so finished that and now I'm reading a book. (laughs) 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 There's a series. The book I'm reading is called, sorry, mom, if you hear this, calm the fuck down. (laughs) And so it's just about like getting over stress and anxiety and like saying no to things. And so I'm only like a few chapters in. And so, so yeah. I like that. So I'm like really (laughs) into like hearing other people's stories so I can like think to myself like, oh, if they can get over it, then I can get over it also. So yeah. So it's called Sorry Mom. No, I was just like apologizing to my mom. Oh. (laughs) But it's called Calm the F Down. Oh, it's called Calm the F Down. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Okay, I think I read something similar. It's like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yes. It's kind of similar. That one. Yeah. And I also have like, You Are a Badass. Okay. And then, um, what was the other one? There isn't, I don't know. For some reason, I like go towards the books. I have like, profanity in the name mm-hmm. so i don't know why is that i don't know it just speak to you yeah it really speaks to me it makes it like feel as if like uh this book's gonna be like raw and like really down into what they're talking about so i don't know it's just more profanity more fun to deal with issues i guess i don't know okay all right we're gonna take like a little break for a second um shout out to Buzag and daniel gresham Buzag is a geographical uh application where you can go and Get an insight into businesses and what's going on. Uh, live updates every day. And yeah, Buzak. There you go. So back back here with Molly Rue. And I mean, we've been going, probably got like 10 or 13 more minutes. Okay. So Molly Rue. Yes. I guess we could just, we could go back and forth. So I ask you a question and then you ask me a question. Okay. Is it okay. too early to have tequila or something? No, it's actually not. <laughs> I mean, I would like, 
I'm not really a day drinker. I had some pretty bad experiences, like drinking in the daytime. Ooh, yeah, same. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm I'm pro marijuana, man. Like I don't <laughs> I don't like hide that like at all. Like I'm oh, I'm pro marijuana. I'm not really a uh, I'm not a day drinker. Like, I have to drink at nighttime. Okay. And, like I just I don't really drink much. Not much. Like I went to think about. I went to two colleges, so yeah. I, I did a lot of partying. Meal. Yeah, and they party hard at Tech. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I don't really drink as much, man. I had some okay. pretty bad experiences. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it on me? Is it on me? Yeah. You. It's your uh, podcast. You go it first. It is my podcast. <laughs> um. Um. I guess you could just like if you if you could shout out any other like women kind of like doing the same thing as you around this time. Like, who would you who would you shout out? Ooh, dang. I don't know, because I, oh, like I've surrounded myself with like a lot of positive women mm. in the same like world, I guess. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like, does it have to be like photography, videography or like? No. So the girl that I film her TV show for, Brittany Madrid. Um, Brittany Madrid. Bees in TV on ABC. Okay. Thursday late nights of 111, or yeah, 111 a.m. Okay. Hit us up. Right. Um. She is just an amazing person. Like, she started out, first we started out on Spectrum Cable. Okay. And, like, who knows how many viewers we got. And yeah. so, um, and so she's, like, the definition of, like, like a woman entrepreneur, like, refusing to have no as an answer and stuff. And she just, yeah. like, kept on pushing and pushing and pushing. Okay. And so, and then finally she got the deal with ABC. Mm. And, like, it has just been so amazing, like, working with her, of. Uh, like seeing her go through all of her struggles, like she just got over um, or went through a breakup. Okay. And she lived with this guy down in Austin. And then she um, like had moved her entire life back here to Dallas. And okay. so, and like during that, she's also doing this TV show and like interviewing mm. amazing people. And so she's like That's a hard to do. huge fighter of like not giving up on this dream yeah. of, um, I don't know, just like constantly asking people for sponsorships or like coming on the show whenever it's like nothing. So now we have like, I think 30,000 viewers and we're expanding. And so, yeah, make sure you follow us on social and see where we're expanding. What's that name one more time? Brittany Madrid, Bees and TV. Hit us up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. Oh, I was not prepared for this at all. <laughs> Put me on the hot seat. Yeah. Um. This kind of reminds me of the Ellen show. Does it? Yeah. You know, like the hot seat that she does. Nah, but I love Ellen. So like, Ellen Ooh. is like the peak. Yeah. Ellen is like the peak. Yes. Yeah. You remind me of Ellen. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a compliment. I'm gonna take it as but a compliment. But not as a woman. Yeah, like. all right, all right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, Ellen is killing the game. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me think. So, what? Uh, oh, gosh, I don't know. So, if you could like take your podcast mm-hmm. on the road to Ooh. anywhere, Ooh. where would you go and um, who would you interview? So, okay, so obviously, like, everybody likes celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, just because someone is famous, like, it doesn't really mean that they can, like, tell you a story mm-hmm. or, like, get through. They have the ability to, like, due to their fame. But, like, I find that, like, most people who, like, really intrigue me and, like, really relay a message to me is, like, not who you would 
expect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if I could take it on the road anywhere. New York. New York. Okay. Just because New York is, like, just the place for everything. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people, like, New York or California, but, like, mm-hmm. maybe New York. Like, only because of, like, I've never really spent a lot of time there. And, like, there's, like, a fear. Like, I have a fear of yeah. it. Like, it's like, wow, New York, like can't really make it there everybody's trying to do like what you're trying to do in new york so mm-hmm. but i think i can like i think i got the swagger to take it anywhere mm-hmm. definitely new york um just seeing like what the breakfast club is doing you know the breakfast club no okay the breakfast <laughs> club is just like it's like a uh actually a radio station but they just put everything on youtube like they just people come in and they interview them and like, okay. they post it on youtube and they have a big youtube following more so than actual like radio um but cool. New York or Atlanta, like it's a lot of stuff Ooh, going Atlanta. on in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, Tyler Perry just built his uh, oh, yes. studio. Yeah. So definitely like New York or Atlanta. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your story like kind of reminds me of my friend Elena Davies. She was on Big Brother. Okay. And so she lives in Fort Worth now. And Does she live in Fort Worth. Yes, y'all should That's meet up. But she has a podcast, mm-hmm. and she was on the show. Like, I think this past summer. Okay. And we're asking her of, like, who she interviews and stuff. She's like, yeah, like, I get, like, a few big-name people. But, like, yeah. she would she would rather not interview, like, a wrestler that has, like, 4 million followers and, like, all these sponsorships where she yeah. has, like, she can't relate to him. Yeah. And so she would rather interview her best friend who has, like, 400 followers who she can't relate to and get good stories out of. So, it's true. Yeah. Miscellaneous podcast. You should listen to her. Check yeah, it out. it's really it cool and inspiring and stuff. Yeah, I listen to everything. So like, yes, I I listen to everything, man. Like all all podcasts, all music, all like weird TV shows that people tell me about. Like you, like I don't know why. Oh my gosh, obsessed with that. Oh, you I watch you. Oh, I finished the second series the day it came out. Is it that good? It was so. good. Is it better than Game of Thrones? I've never watched Game of Thrones. Shame. I know. Shame. 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 No, it's not. Game of Thrones is like, it's just like a life of like power and wealth. Mm-hmm. Well, you it's should just, watch. Have you watched you? I watched like 30 seconds of one episode oh. where he like had that girl and he buried her alive. Yes. So I watched that. And then like she ended up being at like his girlfriend's parents like weekend day thing or something like that. And that was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yes. Yeah. And he was like, what is she doing here? You should watch um, it. It maybe. goes back to mental health. Does it? Yeah, because he's like, there's something wrong. He's obsessed. There's something yeah. wrong with his brain and another person's brain. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. So you should watch it. I mean, you it. can give it away. I was like, I would still watch it because like somebody can tell me something, but it's, they're going to portray it differently on the screen. I oh, know. You got to watch it. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll check it out. Um, What type of like music are you into? Music, yeah, um, music is ritual. Just like sports is ritual. Like people can't live without it. Yes, yeah. um, definitely like worship music. Mm-hmm. Um, some Kirk Franklin. Um, <laughs> right now, I don't know. What I'm into like worship music. Just like good. Who are your favorite artist right now. Um, like no. overall, All right. my favorite artist. Getting a car right now. What you putting on? Um, probably Chase Rice. Just because, like, yeah. do you know who he is? No. He's a country music artist. Okay. 
And I became like a fan of his like four years ago, three or four years ago. I saw him at concerts and stuff. And then after one concert, me and my friends went downstage, talked to his band Uh and his drummer Uh was like, oh, and so I actually started messaging him on Instagram and then we exchanged phone numbers. Okay. And so for like six months back in 2018, we quote unquote Mm -hmm. dated long distance, like FaceTime, call each other, whatever. Okay. And so, but then January 1st of last year, he yeah. like texts me, he's like, hey, happy new year's, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so, okay, listen up ladies and guys. If you're, if <laughs> Public you're gonna, service announcement. PSA, if you're gonna date long distance, yeah. here are three questions to ask. Ooh, and I'm gonna throw a little bit of shade. Three questions. Are First, you throwing shade? Oh yes. <laughs> like the likelihood of him hearing me say this, I don't know, right. I may send it to him. All right. Number one, Ooh. ask him his age, because he may be hmm, 16 years older than you, Okay, but you may not know realize that. Okay. Question number two, right. ask him if he has a kid about to graduate high school. Damn, okay. Yes. All right, don't say that. Question number three, All right. number three. ask him is, if he has a girlfriend back at home. Ooh. <laughs> so... January first. Right under the bush. Oh, <laughs> I. Oh my gosh. January first. I yeah. found the girlfriend on Instagram. All right. And I was like, "Who is this?" He's like, "Oh, it's an ex." I'm like, "No, it's not." Mm. And so, even to this day, he'll probably deny it. But like, I follow her on Instagram. I see them together. Mm. So, so like, I was kind of hurt from that. But like, they're still my favorite artists, and I still text him yeah. here and there. I'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" Okay. So they were actually on The Bachelor a few weeks ago. I don't think I've ever seen a bachelor. Oh is that like my god. The white version of Flavor of Love. <laughs> yes. All yes, right, it right, is. Right. Okay. <laughs> and so so yeah, Chase Rice is my favorite <laughs> artist. But if you take the drummer out, then he's like the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's funny shit. Yes. Wow. He did okay. ask me to do marketing for him. Yeah. To do see? like his drumming That's good. tutorials and stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll, That's keep, good. You, I'll keep you around. I'll be your <laughs> friend. Oh, man. The, I've never yes. had, I've ne- you're the first person to do that. That's hilarious. Oh, yes. I will throw shade where shade needs to be thrown. Okay. <laughs> Spilling the tea. Spilling the tea. Okay. Yes. Hey, man. Well, there there you have it. We have Molly Rue Mayfield in the building. And this has been Catch You on the Rebound.